You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I, I passed my first kidney stone, if you can believe that. Yay. I don't know if that's something you celebrate or... <laughs> it is something you celebrate, for sure. Man, that was tough. <laughs> Holy smokes. It's like smokes. giving birth, and I would know. That's what I've heard. Uh-huh, absolutely. I, yeah, it was. Uh, that was a shock. It, it was. I don't want to do that again. No, So I'm going to do all the right stuff. I got dehydrated and... and, and Cranberry juice. Lots yeah. of that now. Mm-hmm. living on that now. So uh, today I've got the very beautiful... I, I wish this was on video. You'd get to see how gorgeous this woman is uh, oh, on, on the outside. You. Is, and you'll get to find that out on the inside as we talk. But uh, Susie Bell. Uh, now, Susie, your background, you're a nurse practitioner. I am. Um, your specialty is you're board certified. Yes. And your specialty is? I do anti-aging and orthopedics. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. Now, yeah. right now you're working more on the orthopedic stuff, but you're just about to launch. My own business. And you've got years of experience yes. in the hormone replacement therapy, the anti-aging stuff. I right? do. So for the people that don't know what that's about, all, all the uh, the stereotype is it's it's steroids, right? Mm-hmm. That you sell steroids, right? Of course. Which is not the case. Now, it I'm going to go back case. to my own experience here in the gym you know, as a bodybuilder and powerlifter years and years and years ago, started in the early 80s. And of course, then steroids weren't illegal. Uh, it's just something you either bought from somebody or just went to the doctor and you got a prescription. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And I remember <laughs> those days. We used to go get them filled and they give you a prescription for, you know, 100 of something. You'd make that into a seven and you go get <laughs> You could just adapt it accordingly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, uh, you know, we knew nothing about it, but it was just a thing that it's like protein powder. That's what wow. everybody did back then, right? Imagine that before the DEA, huh? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but uh, but back then it was, uh, you know, the, your guidance came, as it does now really for mm-hmm. the most part, your guidance comes from some meathead in the gym that you're buying stuff from. He'll tell you, dude, here's a good cycle, you know? And so you do this and, and uh, no regard for, and this is the funny thing, you know, we'll research protein powder from now to the end of time, right? About, well, you know, is this going to be good for me? And you're reading labels and studying stuff. You know, the guy walks along with a needle, you're going to poke something in your butt and you just, okay, right. you know. And just take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's very little research there. And But what you do is mm-hmm. very, very different from that, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's absolutely Because I think different. the assumption is this... Uh, with all the guys I talk to, guys my age, I'm 59. Now, guys my age that say, listen, hormone re- replacement therapy is something you really need to consider because it's it's not about how you look necessarily. I mean, certainly that that plays a role, uh, providing right. you're eating right and exercising. But it's how you feel and it's how, how, how feel. much more healthy you are and how much more energy you have and right. how better you feel about life. You're just more motivated. Right. So this is not... But every time I talk to one of them, they say, dude, it's just steroids. It's like, no, man, it's not steroids. Yeah, okay, yeah, no. you're... you're but there, there's use of a drug. Correct. And there's misuse of a drug. Absolutely. And in bodybuilding is known for gross mm-hmm. misuse... And abuse. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Of drugs, of, of, of human performance, what do you call it? Human performance. Human. Yeah. human <laughs> <laughs> performance enhancing. Enhancing, that's it, performance enhancing. PEDs. The expert over here, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, but what you do is very, very different. And Absolutely. I'd like you to just sort of give me a quick 
snapshot of what it is mm-hmm. that that you do the anti-aging stuff the hormone replacement therapy stuff well thank you I appreciate that and there are a lot of men even under the age of 40 I like to I like to focus on men over the age of 40 however there are men under the age of 40 who are deficient in testosterone and part of that is because they've started testosterone therapy like you say at the gym right. at a young age and they have not done a certain thing called HCG and clomid to regenerate sperm regeneration exactly afterwards and so as a result they're permanently low in testosterone and they suffer the same effects as someone in andropause which is unfortunate but if they're at that point that's something that i can treat and, and why does that happen susie why 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 does why does uh, when you start taking hormones mm-hmm. why does that that stops your own production of your own naturally your natural production of those hormones when you take a synthetic hormone or something you buy from the guy at the gym right well interestingly enough testicles are very lazy like anything else like if most you, men <laughs> <laughs> if you give testicles their juice they know that they don't need to do what they need to do just like anything or anyone else and your testicles are stimulated by they're stimulated by your pituitary gland by your pituitary and by your gland. adrenals so initially by your pituitary gland and secondary by your adrenals so when you take synthetic mm-hmm. hormones your pituitary stops functioning right. the way and that when it you should. take a lot more uh-huh. than you need i've seen men with testosterone levels lower than mine really yes yes <laughs> and so i find it very interesting that and so it's not just their testicles that are not functioning properly it's right. their pituitary gland absolutely is not producing what it's supposed to to make them function so right. this is a systemic problem it is right? absolutely okay. and now that is that is steroid abuse that's steroid abuse right and now let's talk about what you do. Androgen. So just like women hit menopause, let's see, I'm, I'm 49 right now. Um, women go through menopause, men go through andropause. Things start to slow down. They start to um, not produce as much testosterone as they once did. Many men lose muscle tone. They go through phases of depression, uh, lack of energy, the belly fat, the famous belly fat that everyone has. And those are all symptoms of low testosterone. No, I want to talk about the depression thing. Mm-hmm. I think when we think about depression, we think, you know, right away it's like, oh, I want to shoot myself, right? right. No. But that's not really what you're mm-hmm. talking about, is it? Just go more specifically. What, what, like when you talk about signs, well, it's one of the signs is depression. Well, I'm not depressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to you want to go to the movies? You want to, eh, I don't right. care. You know, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. I'm tired. Lack of energy, a decreased interest in things that you would normally be interested in. Um, as you begin to gain weight and lose muscle, obviously there's a, d- a decrease of interest in a lot of things. Sex, for instance, decrease in erections. That's huge, 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 huge. And men don't want to talk about that. Right. Men never want to talk about that. It's embarrassing. So what we're talking about is, I don't know, is vitality a proper mm-hmm. word? You just Absolutely. lose a bit of vitality. Like what you, how you right. felt at 30, you maybe don't feel that at 40 or exactly. 50 or whatever. You just We call it aging, but, mm-hmm. but what it is is it's really a deficiency in hormones. Right. right? And interestingly enough, women are comfortable discussing that. And in menopause, there are even uh, there are even New York Times shows that are about that. One of them is even named menopause. But for men, andropause, no one wants to talk about that right. ever. And it's well, it's I think it, I think it, I think it, it speaks to our our, our <laughs> machismo. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I've again, so many guys I've talked to. There's guys that go like, "Yeah, dude, you know, I I, I would like to 
make a difference. So I, go, oh, I don't need that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is it's just a natural thing that happens. It is. It's just a natural thing. And so you can leave it. I mean, I got berated by a doctor once that, no, you just, these are, this is part of life and mm-hmm. aging. You should just let it happen. And right. I'm going, well, well, you know, getting rotten teeth is part of life too. I don't know that I'm, right. I'm going to treat my rotten teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as providers, we're terrified and in, in school, we're not taught about uh, anti-aging and hormone replacement. We are steered away from that. And we're mainly steered away from that because of the risks associated with it. You're talking about the school where, what do you mean by school? Uh, when we're educated in nurse practitioner school, gotcha, medical school. Gotcha. As a professional. We, yeah, absolutely. We're steered away from that. And Why? the reason being is because there are risks associated. And as we know with primary care, we're not monitored as closely as we used to be at one time. How often do you go to your primary care provider? Right. And how often can you get in? Right. And a hormone replacement therapy is something that needs to be monitored closely. And if it is monitored closely every three months, for instance, with labs, it is very safe. In fact, my patients are healthier than any patients, in my opinion, that are out there that do not take testosterone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you say healthy, let's talk about what do you mean by is your immune system stronger is it like does it affect i mean i know for me like i i'm i'm gonna admit i i i am on hormone replacement therapy okay i'm 59 years old and what i notice uh before i started getting treatment is that or at times you know where i was being treated and then i just stopped and just didn't do it for a while and it's like just energy like you just feel tired i felt old you know things were just harder to do the other thing is just for me in my business, what I do, you know, I'm a photographer, I'm a writer, I'm a videographer. I run a business that requires a tremendous amount of creativity, you know, and, and uh, I do business consulting on the side. You know, I'm doing mm-hmm. all these things. And what happened is just my creativity started to go. I just right. didn't care. You know? No, and I think it's and, interesting that you mentioned that because I find that my patients that begin testosterone therapy treatment, one of the things that they mention is a sharpness in their thinking. Right. They have a sharpness in their thinking that was not there previously. Before I would call it, yes. I, you know, you call it foggy, but what exactly. it was is it's just I couldn't lock on to right. a point for long enough to resolve it into something. And that's depressing. When you've been so functional for so long and all of a sudden you find yourself in a position where you cannot function in the capacity that you once did. Right. Yeah. And I've got so many of my buddies, like, uh, you know, I used to be a cop many years ago and I was in SWAT and did all that kind of stuff. And and those guys that grew up with me at that point in time, all those guys are, a bunch of them are dead. Yeah. (laughs) There's a bunch of them that are retired and there's a bunch more that are just retiring. And, you know, I'm talking to these guys and they're talking to me about their retirement and they're, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to Mexico, you know, and I'm going to drink and I'm going to just put my feet up. I don't have to do anything. And I'm going, good Lord, at this point in my life, like I've never known more than I know now. You know what I mean? I've never had more access to things than I've had now in my life because of technology. I've never had, you know, the, the the wisdom that I have now. It's like, I don't want to, I want to hit the gas. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do more. I don't want to do less. Right. You and you have I mean? that sharpness. To and continue. I've got I've got young kids. You know, we've right. got three. We've got two two year olds and one three year old. I don't know how you do it. Well, it's just that's the thing is that you just you know you can you can do more. You right. know, uh, I am very mindful. I realize that I'm still 59, so I get my rest or try to get my rest, and and I find more balance in my life. When I was Good. younger, I didn't care about balance. Exactly. You know, hitting the gas was just doing more of, yeah. of one thing, but this is more about balance. But I have the energy. To have that balance. To do you know? everything that you need to do. Yeah, and be yeah. mentally present when you're doing mm-hmm. it. You know, Anna and I took a day off this week, you know, and and uh, 
and we just went, it was so silly. We just went and did it, a whole bunch of things, but we weren't racing around. You right. Know? And, and you enjoyed. I think I saw your Instagram post. You went to lunch, enjoyed each other while we kids went, were at school. Yeah, we went to nice. lunch. We came here, Anna As packed some orders. We dropped them off. We went to the movies, you know, and yeah. then we're racing over to get the kids from school. And it was awesome, you know. And, and then we... And so the point is, is that you can have balance in your life and it's not an effort. And when you are, whatever I'm doing now, I'm what I call mentally present Present. and I can get more done in less time because Mm -hmm. I, my mind is sharp and clear. I didn't realize that was actually one of the benefits. It's one of the huge benefits. And interestingly enough, there is one aspect of hormone replacement that is completely untouched. And this is where the anabolics come in. Uh, There's something called sex hormone binding globulin. When that is elevated in our labs, we don't have the capacity to utilize our testosterone in a way that we normally should. So let's say, for instance, I prescribe you 100 milligrams of testosterone a week and you feel no difference. Part of the reason for that might be that you have an elevated sex hormone binding globulin. And the problem with that is that the receptors will hold on to it and not allow you to circulate that. Oh, That's where gosh. I prescribe something that is called uh, Winstrol in the gym, but it has a different medical name, and that is called Stanzanol. Right. And there's a medical purpose for it, and there are compounded pharmacies that create that because there is a medically indicated purpose. And that's the part where there's that gray line between steroids and bodybuilding and anti-aging and helping it, maximize. Is that why, and I've heard this before, mm-hmm. I haven't had this issue, but I've heard of it before where you're taking a certain amount Free of testosterone, testosterone yeah. and then what happens is it's just like, dude, I plateaued, I, exactly. had, to, I had to take more. Yep, You know, exactly. Is that what that... It is, and you don't want the negative effects of testosterone by continuing to increase and increase and increase. Right, because that's take, when the risks it, become much greater, right? Exactly, so if you can... If you can decrease the sex hormone binding globulin by doing a short and I I don't want to call it a cycle because that is not the medical term for it but if you can do a six-week course of something called stanzanol at the medically appropriate milligrams which I will not go over on this web (laughs) on Mm -hmm. this if you can do that you have much better use of your testosterone without having to increase the milligrams and the risk. And that's where it needs to be monitored. This leads me to something, mm-hmm. okay, the monitored thing. This leads me to, I think, is a touchy question. And if you can't go into oh, it for absolutely. professional reasons, we won't. But I've been to a number of doctors and clinics that deal in hormone replacement therapy. I've been to one where really it's just a phone call. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what you get. Right. And I've been to others that, uh, you know, you see them weekly mm-hmm. and they monitor all sorts of things and, and, uh, and then other, and you get in, you sort of everything in between. And what you're talking about is you're talking about very, uh, you're talking about, obviously, let me ask this question. How often would you see a patient? I would see a patient every 30 days okay. and I would need to see them in person. Those are the requirements by the DA. And those are what I follow. If I have a patient who's out of town who needs medication, I require labs and I require that they see me. Now, outside of what the Mm -hmm. DEA requires, Mm -hmm. uh, why would you want to see a patient every 30 days? I would want to monitor their cholesterol. I would want to ensure that their hemoglobin and hematocrit were where they needed to be. Now, hemoglobin and hematocrit are basically the amount of blood cells that you have in your body. As you and I both know with testosterone therapy, 
uh, hematocrit and hemoglobin climb when you take testosterone because all these new cells are being regenerated in your body. So when you have too many red blood cells, you become short of breath. There are risks associated. You can there's an increased risk of myocardial infarction, also known as heart attack. And this is this is this why I is why this is why I pulled back from Eggs. hormone replacement mm-hmm. therapy. And I mean, and I was this is de- why was, you need to be monitored. Right? Yes, and this, I was dealing with the guy on the phone. Uh huh. Right, but he's not seeing me, and I right. didn't know about this issue. I knew it was an issue, but yeah. I didn't know what was happening to me. Right, and it was, uh, it was you don't know unless you're monitored. It's putting my my cardiac health health at risk. It's hard. I've had men come into me who say, I, "I I can't breathe. I feel like I might have asthma. I feel anxious," and I draw their blood, and it it turns out that their hemoglobin hematocrit are just too high. And what we do for that, it's a very easy fix. It's a phlebotomy. You donate blood. You're not cutting anything off, are you? I'm not not undoing my pants if you're talking about full body. I I don't cut anything vital off. I know the importance of that just as much as anyone else. I don't have to unzip anything? (laughs) No. We all appreciate the importance of that. It's just a phlebotomy. So So what that is, you're just drawing blood. It's like giving blood at the Red Cross or anything. Now, there are patients who will take testosterone therapy and say, well, I can't donate blood because I got a tattoo this year. Right. That's when your provider needs to do a, a therapeutic phlebotomy and they need to remove the blood for you and discard it because it is medically necessary. And so there are some providers who, when they do a phone call and and you have this elevated hemoglobin hematocrit and they can't provide that service for you, that's a real problem. Your health is at risk. And so I'm a firm believer in testosterone therapy replacement, but it needs to be monitored. Now, I want to preface this by saying that you're you're not trying to sell a service right oh, now. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. And, uh-uh. and and this is something I know you're setting up a business to do this right, right. now. But this is just, uh, this is, this it's is why. passion. This is why I wanted to interview yeah. you is that I know you're not trying to sell something exactly. right now. What you're doing is you're just kind of letting everybody know. Or mm-hmm. the way I want to put this across is these are things that you need to ask your Provider, provider, as in you need to be aware of these things. Right. You need to be aware of them so you can ask the right questions Absolutely. when you go in. Mm-hmm. And and so if we wanted to give them a shopping list right now, number one is uh, when they first walk in the door, what should happen? They should have their labs drawn immediately or be asked if their labs have been drawn within the last So is that pee in a months. bottle? Is that give blood? Yeah, that's give blood. Blood test. Yep, that's okay. a blood test. Okay. Yeah. And then what should happen next? They should be called back for an evaluation of that. And the provider should go through it step by step. The kidney function the liver function, the cholesterol, the hemoglobin, the hematocrit, all of that needs to be taken into account. In addition to that, a provider should look at thyroid function because a lot of times that can mimic symptoms of low testosterone. All those things should be taken into consideration. So in other words, you're looking at this and you're diagnosing what the problem is. If the problem turns out to be just low testosterone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you treat that like you would treat any disease or any problem or malfunction, right? Exactly. And then then now, do you give the same amount of testosterone to everybody? Absolutely not. And that's why everyone needs to be monitored because you can give someone 100 milligrams of testosterone and it can... will affect everybody a little bit differently. And that's typically where we start is about 100 milligrams. Okay. But I've seen men come in and they've been taking about 1,000 milligrams a week per uh, recommendation by gym friends. And that right. is the worst thing someone could do. Well, do, is, <laughs> I, I mean, I know guys that have taken a lot oh, more than that I'm getting sure. ready for shows. Oh, you know? I'm sure. And, and it's just like, it's scary. Lord, how are you functioning it's like that? It's scary. You know? Yeah. So... 
Now, then, then the every 30 days, what are you looking for? Are you doing blood tests again? Typically, blood tests every three months. Every 30 days, I have them come in because the DEA requires it. Because it is a controlled substance, they require a visit every 30 days. So I do a visit every 30 days. I ask how they're feeling. I want to know sex drive. I want to know, I know, embarrassing, but quality of <laughs> erection. I want to know energy level. I want all those things so that I know maybe how to adjust it. And then at the three-month level, we again check hemoglobin, hematocrit. We look at sex hormone binding globulin, testosterone levels. And I typically like to draw the testosterone level at about five days after their last shot so I'm getting an accurate. So that's gotcha. typically the way I do it because if they give themselves a shot the night before, I'm going to see testosterone levels in the 1100s, and it's, it's just not going to be an accurate level. Right. Okay. So uh, now how long does this continue? Is this just a, an infinite thing? Or? It is. It okay. is. There are patients that I have that it's mostly cost related. They just don't want to continue anymore because they can't afford it, but it's relatively affordable. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone is not trying to make a killing on testosterone therapy, it is relatively affordable. So let's talk about that. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the price. What What yeah. is a reasonable price to charge? And understand, I guess, that it's America, right? right? It's supply and demand. If you want to walk into a place with mm -hmm. a leather chair and sit in that and, you know, if somebody offers you tea, it might cost you more. <laughs> right. But realistically, what? To be monitored appropriately and receive testosterone therapy, $150 a month. Okay. Yeah, $150 a month. And that's doable. Now, do you do you prescribe whatever the drug is and then you give it to the patient, they administer it themselves, or do you want them to come in and do it? Interestingly enough, uh, it can be done a couple of ways. Patient can come in and they can receive the injections. I prefer to teach patients how to inject themselves because patients travel. They've got a life. Or I teach someone how to inject for them. And that was the problem for exactly. me is that I was you traveling. And, well, and here's what the problem was. I was going to this clinic and I had no problem with them doing the injections for me. It was great. But I would go in on every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I think it was Tuesday. I would go in every Tuesday. Now, then we would start traveling. And so I wouldn't be able to come in until Wednesday or Thursday that week or something like that. And you do notice a difference when you get to the tail you end do. of the week. Well, then I, they wouldn't do the blood work. They wouldn't do the blood test because I needed to come in three consecutive weeks on that Tuesday for them to get a fair reading. Well, the problem was, is I, for periods of time in the year, there's, there's no way I can get in there every Tuesday. Exactly. And yes, they have clinics in other cities, but I couldn't always get to mm -hmm. that clinic because it's 20, 30 miles away and I'm busy and, you right. know, like I, and so this was the problem. So consequently, I'm not getting my blood tested right. for six, eight, nine months, mm -hmm. you know, at a crack. And, and I, and I know that was a health issue. So I stopped going there because of that. Right. Um, I like to teach patients how to inject themselves or someone, uh, but I mean, these are, these are questions you need they to are. ask. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you have a busy lifestyle and you travel a lot and yeah. you can't come in every Tuesday, yeah. how do what you make are provision? My options? What are your exactly. options? Right. Because that could be Mm -hmm. very, very problematic. There are a lot of clinics who will charge you for the testosterone at the clinic. That's actually not a legal thing to do. And there are a lot of clinics that do do that. You should be paying for the testosterone at the pharmacy. There should never be an upcharge for your testosterone. Right. And that is one of the big ones is this is how these clinics are profiting is they're charging you. They're upcharging three times the price of the testosterone. And that's where they make I've their seen, money. I've seen that happen. But you cannot legally do that on a controlled substance. Okay. I can charge for an office charge, but I cannot charge you for testosterone and upcharge it. You better be buying it from the pharmacy or you're buying from somebody who is ripping you off. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, it See, is good I, to I know. experienced that. Yeah. You know? I think everyone And they has. called it like, it's like, okay, we'll right. take care of you. Of course. You know? 
Yeah, and everyone and we'll gets get a different right price, yeah. and you see a sales guy. The way that I run things, no but, one sees a sales guy. But prescription testosterone is not that expensive. No, it is not. No, no it's it's affordable. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that there are not more people that have the capacity to have that. Well, and this is the thing. Like, some guys that are older, and this is the thing. I think initially when that happened, this was a rich guy's thing. I know right. one guy that I actually did some work with, some mm-hmm. consulting, business consulting with, and you know, his prices were like astronomical, right? Like it was in the thousands of dollars, Absolutely. but he had a very exclusive clientele and mm-hmm. people that could afford that. I mean, the average dude that's in his forties or fifties, you know, you're, you, you know, either you're a cheap bugger, you mm-hmm. know, or it's just like that, 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 you know, you're not necessarily making that much money at that point in your life right. that you want to spend that, you know, you don't want to yeah. take that out of your family and away from your family, away from your retirement. And right. especially when you're looking at a lifelong thing, you know, it can, sometimes money can be the issue that exactly. you is the deciding factor between Treatment being a healthy, vibrant, you know, life mm-hmm. or, or not. Right. Yeah. So realistically, I mean, that's not it's that affordable. much. It's not that 150 bucks a month isn't much Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. It's okay. affordable. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to dip into something here. And again, yeah. uh, if, if, you know, we'll just quickly say, change, <laughs> quickly change the subject <laughs> if this is a taboo, but, but women. Right. Women do, they, I know they, they go to their doctor when they get into menopause and you take mm-hmm. drugs for menopause. But that's not testosterone. Oh, but um, women also ye- we use testosterone, right? Absolutely. And the interesting thing is, in all the years I competed, of course I didn't take testosterone. I didn't need it. But I'm 49 now. Not only is my testosterone dipping, and I have the same symptoms as those going through andropause as men: uh, decreased libido, decreased energy, increased belly fat. Thank you, liposuction. <laughs> but um, you know, we have all those same symptoms. Not to mention decreased estrogen, decreased. Tes- uh, progesterone. Those three things need to be replaced. Now, if we replace estrogen only, we increase the risk of estrogenic growing cancers. So we buffer it with breast cancer. Exactly. So if we, our bodies have made three different hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, I replace all three of those. But see, isn't that kind of a new thing? Because I don't think, I I, I think everybody has assumed for years that women don't have testosterone in their, they they don't have testosterone. but we do. Right. (laughs) And we respond to it the same way as men do. We have a much smaller amount, but I mean, looking at me, you probably wouldn't think that I take testosterone. Oh, but I do. It has benefited me tremendously. It's probably not why I look. But 49. you don't have a beard, and you not don't. Not yet, you know, right. no. <laughs> and I and I. No, but I think it's the assumption: if a woman is, uses is. testosterone in and a therapeutic dose, exactly, that you're going to have all these horrible side right. effects. But that doesn't. That happen. does not occur. It's again when it is abused. Right. So you know, we take ten milligrams is typically where females start. 10 milligrams. Oh, we see the effects of it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. More is better, right? 20, then 30, And I won't mention any names here, but I (laughs) I do know a couple people, a couple women that have started on that and it's been a night and day Mm -hmm. change in their life. And and you you see the change physically very soon, but you see a big change in personality Mm -hmm. and patience and mental acuity again, that sharpness. Libido. Yeah. Everything is better. It's night and day. It is. It really is. It benefits all of us. We have the same risk as, as uh, male patients do. Mm-hmm. Our hemoglobin hematocrit can elevate. Uh, we can have increased cholesterol. But I find that my patients that take testosterone therapy have decreased cholesterol because typically they're feeling better, looking better, have more energy. So they're doing more. They're doing more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I noticed in myself mm-hmm. is when I wasn't 
having treatment, what happened is it's just it was just hard to go to the gym. Absolutely. You know, and it wasn't, uh, it's like, oh, I'm unmotivated. No, you're not. And I have a buddy of mine that says, <laughs> there's no such thing as losing motivation. It's just shifted towards something. You're just more motivated right. to sit on the couch <laughs> than you are to go to the gym. That's just it, you know. That's actually really true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought, hey, dude, that's, that's you're right. You just, uh-huh. you know, that motivation just goes somewhere else, <laughs> right? right? But uh, so we can direct it. Re- and, and I'm really good at redirecting my motivation into doing something physical, but it was just wow it's just yeah. like man i just don't want to do it's that right now i could care climb. less because there's just no Mm-mm. i don't care if i gain a couple pounds i don't care if i don't yeah. have the 20 inch arms you know yeah and and it just it just didn't care about a lot of stuff and that's where the problem was it wasn't a, a shift in motivation yeah and you don't was, realize don't it's low care. testosterone right you think it's aging right it was just oh. this total empathy for mm-hmm. or lack of, of Ap- uh or apathy, apathy. total apathy yeah. for for everything in life right you know, and, uh, and yeah, I just don't have that kids. anymore. Like I want to raise little kids and I yeah. want to run should. my business You're good and, at I, it. Yeah, and I want to do fun things with my wife mm-hmm. and I want to be romantic and I want a great, very, very active sex life. I want all those things. And you have right? all those things. Right. I call it liquid gold. That's what I call it. Yeah. Liquid gold for men and women. It's just replacing something that our bodies naturally make that they stop making due to our environment and due to the foods that we've eaten for right. all these years. You're right. Yeah. That's another topic, the mm-hmm. foods. We don't have a lot of time, but I do want to touch on the foods, the foods that impact Hormone. our, ho- our, homer- our, mm-hmm. our hormones. I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> the foods that do pa- impact our, our hormone uh, ability to produce sweet. hormones. Yeah. And interestingly enough, look at the bodybuilder diet. It's meat-based. Right. So you look at all the hormones that have been utilized over all these years. I mean, my oldest son is 27. Look at the food I fed that poor kid. Yeah. It was all hormone-based. We didn't know. We, well, you were we a competitor. Had, you were a competitor was, for a lot yeah. of years, for right? 2005 through 2012. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on my daughter, she's a competitor now yeah. too. What so. I try to explain to athletes is I try to explain, and this is after, I was, I was a coach for over 30 mm-hmm. years. I was a competitive powerlifter and bodybuilder myself. And then I got into the whole MMA thing. Didn't do that competitively, but I, you know, trained very, very hard for many years. But uh, that, you know, getting uh, an athletic result or being in the best shape of your life is not necessarily mean that you're eating a healthy diet or that your body is healthy to look that way and do Correct. those things. There's yeah. a big, big difference. There is. There is. So and let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the healthy diet. What, what does a healthy diet mean to you now? A healthy diet for me now at the age of 49, I, I include a lot of fats. I need it. Uh, I have a very busy job. I need my carbohydrates. But I'm a little bit more focused on, you know how that mind-muscle connection? Yes. I'm a little bit more focused now on mind-body connection. Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? I remember forcing myself to eat six meals a day. Mm-hmm. It was what I had to do to compete. I don't eat six meals a day anymore. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat that much. Right. But the foods that I do eat are well, they will serve my body well. And I really, really focus on that. But I listen to my body. When my body needs rest, I rest. Mm-hmm. I had back surgery last year. I have orthopedic issues. Uh, I, I listen to my body. And I I embrace that. I embrace the fact that I'm not as fast as I used to be. But I still enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I eat. I enjoy going out to eat on the weekends. Um, I just try to do everything in moderation. So cool. it's it's enjoyable. And that's a very similar mm-hmm. to way I, it's right. very organic now. Right. And, uh, and I was always worried about, oh gosh, I'm going to lose all my size or my right. strength. I can't my, miss a meal. And it's just not that way. No, 
Like I don't, I don't eat that much red meat. I You're eat, not as obsessed anymore. No, yeah, no, I, I don't eat as much fish anymore. Right. Uh, I, I enjoy chicken and I enjoy mm-hmm. eggs and, and, uh, and that's, but I eat a lot. I love vegetables now. Right. Thanks to Anna. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, I call her my hippie wife, but, <laughs> but uh, she's a beautiful hippie wife. She by the is way. though. Right. I mean, <laughs> going, really okay, is. she's doing something right, man. I, I, maybe I got to change what I do. And that's kind of what I did. And, and the, the food that I eat uh, now is it's about uh, it's not about stuffing myself anymore. Exactly. It's not about trying to gain weight anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I you know I just lost twenty pounds from being sick, but normally I float around two twenty, so I didn't really lose any weight. Mm-hmm. I could get heavier if I chose to. I just don't care to anymore. Right. Um, and the training is not as ridiculous. It's more about just just getting, enjoying it. Yeah, it's about endurance and I want to yeah. feel good. You know what I mean? Right. And in that I can get as big as I want or as small as I want. Uh, competitive bodybuilding is a very specific sport and it's a very specific way of training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize I don't need to eat like I'm a competitive bodybuilder to be fit and, and it's feel fun good. to not necessarily want to anymore. It's fun oh, to go through those phases. To be free of, of yeah. that, that schedule, that, that, you know, I going always, out to a restaurant. No, I can't have that. No, I can't have that. You I know? always thought I would compete at uh, nationals as a 50 year old. And I thought, ah, not interested, you know, know, just working on the career and enjoying the kids and no obligation to do something like that anymore. I, I appreciate it. it. I yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. But I have zero desire to be Agreed. back there. Yeah, Agreed. It's just so... And I used to watch you. I started competing in 2005 and it was interesting. I remember back then, it was my very first show at the Rio and everyone said, oh my God, that's Terry Goodlaw. That's Terry Goodlaw. He's like the biggest <laughs> photographer ever. And I saw you and I remember thinking, oh my God, if I could shoot with him, what would that be like? And I this is my first show. Where am I going with this? But here I am at a podcast with here, you. Here this we are. Awesome. Hanging out I know, this is great. (laughs) Yeah, those are the good old days. I mean, I I enjoyed a lot of it. There's a lot of it that I didn't enjoy. The thing that I see now later in life that, uh, you know, at 59, uh, again, I I tell a lot of people this, that in the last two years, I've lost over a dozen buddies. And Mm -hmm. some of it was preventable or was not preventable, uh, preventable 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 yeah, yeah. and uh and a, but a great deal of it was very preventable and and i look at that and i go man i just don't want to go that way and i had my own cardiac problems and we took care of that and we took care of it not with drugs we took care of it with eating and lifestyle Diet, changes right you know yeah and that was my hippie wife that saved me yeah, there absolutely. and so i look at that and i go like i just don't want to go back there and yeah. i've gotten to this point now where i don't i don't need to go to the gym and squat eight reps with 500 pounds anymore nope you don't you know you don't need to show up for anna because you already got her dude you know, <laughs> nobody else there cares you know and 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 so now i just you know i do the things i enjoy to do yeah enjoy doing um and i'm i'm eating food that is good for my body and this and replacing hormone, the hormones, hormones that, that your my body, body has stopped producing right exactly Ex- yeah. and i feel like a million bucks. And you look like a million bucks. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I absolutely. don't look as good as you no, do, but you, thank you. Well, you look amazing. And with that, we'll wrap it up, right? <laughs> thank Listen, you so much. Listen, this was awesome, and it thank you very much. If you've got any questions about this and you want to talk to Susie, she's very graciously offered up an email that you can write her and ask her any questions. Of course, you can always reach me at tgoodlad at me.com, tgoodlad at me.com. But you can reach out to Susie if you like at Susie Henry, S-U-S-I-E, H-E-N-R-I-E at gmail.com. And Susie will answer any of your questions I've got about hormone replacement therapy. You also do other things too. The anti-aging thing Absolutely. you do for women and for men, you do the Botox. Botox. I've even done lips on men, but they really? just don't talk about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think I'd be yeah, telling my buddies yeah, exactly. at, at the gym, hey. <laughs> they don't like to talk about the Botox either, but I do it for them. <laughs> yeah. My guys, hey, Terry, your lips are looking a little fuller. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend Susie. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. But I'll talk you into power it. Power to you, but I'm not ready for that yet. Well, thank, thank you, you very, so much. Thank you, Susie, and thank Aww. you, everyone, for listening. Today's show, again, was brought to you, or I guess I didn't say it at the beginning, Anna's going to kill me, brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. We make awesome, hot fitness wear for women. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.